This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Asia Sigma, an Asia Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma. We are back in your motherfucking ears for another dumpster fire of an episode. Episode 15. Don't have a title, don't really have a topic, have a couple of talking points. It's me, your host, co-host, Big Sean, joined by my lovely co-host, Better Sean Tubbs. How are you going, buddy? Yeah, what's up, bro? Just recording, bro. I never know what to answer when you say that. I started in the dumpster fire. Don't know why I fucking ask you that every time because I'm like, oh, <laughs> what do I say? Anyway, listeners, we're back in years. We're recording. Haven't been recording much this year. We we're just talking about that. We don't really have a topic for this episode. We've just got some some points and some topic, uh, well, brief talking points, I guess, that we wanted to discuss with each other and see what the community thought about them. Um, but first, we will start off with some listener questions as I needed something to fill space. So I asked Twitter this morning if there was any questions that people had. Um, and there's been a bunch from Goomboss and Aiden, which I'm just going to ignore because they're more or less having a conversation <laughs> between each other. Uh, so we will start with probably the most serious question we have here, which is from the lovely Ash McEwen. Thanks, Ash, you're a babe. Uh, he says, what's your opinion on the current theory that everything will come down in points cost in the new, in the new GHB to match recent release power levels? Tubbs, you want to start with that one? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. It depends how many books drop this year is the biggie. Like, I think it would be a good indication of lots of points drop around the board to which books are coming and which books aren't. Because I assume the ones that don't get dumpstered um, will be the ones that are due for a book shortly after the GHB. But uh, a lot of the a lot of this power creep stuff isn't isn't too much points wise. A lot of it's rules wise as well, which obviously can't yeah. be fixed with points. Yeah, it's uh, toning the abilities down as opposed to toning the points down. Eh? It was sort of like Skyfires when they came out. Ah, uh, yeah. What would they? Like, one one sixty. One sixty. Yeah. And and it wasn't so much. Still the now they're good. Yeah, it wasn't so much the points. It was like don't like you know make them only do mortals on unmodified sixes, which they I think they now have. Um, as opposed to making them be able to do models on like fours or threes, I think you can get them as low as I could be wrong. Yeah, um, and you know, it's it's just the full. You see it again in eels. It's like they move yeah. fast, they hit hard. Their real downside is their bravery sucks, but like, who really cares? It's it's really a, kind of a copy and paste unit from Skyfire's eels are. Yeah, but they're quite resilient as way. well. And yeah. doesn't the banner offer them reroll uh, battle shock? Yeah, reroll battle shock and reroll charge. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Um, you just brought up a, a point there as you were sort of talking. Um, how many books are we getting this year? So, how many books have we already had this year? I was just trying to recall it off the top of my head. Skaven, Fick, Gloom Spy. Was that this year or last year? I can't remember, bro. Christmas time, New Year's time? It's. Yeah, yeah, it's it's at least four. If, yeah, no, at least five. Yeah, we've got Slanesh this weekend. From what we've been told, we've got Sylvaneth in a couple of weeks, so before the end of May, mid May. Then we've been told we've got Seraphon not long after that as well. 
And I can't wait for the Silver Nift book, man. Yeah, that's Sp- um, speed that fucking army up. <laughs> make it like, cool. <laughs> like I hit, make, a, I hit a winter change. Make it work faster because yeah. it's it's a great book, but fuck, man, it's getting dragged out now. Yeah, it's um, it, it is, it is. Um, so yeah, we've got two more. We've got Silver Nift and Seraphon, from what I understand. And then we'll probably Ogres have, like, is general... getting teased hard out, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It's, I, everyone's everyone's looking at it like it's going to happen, but I, I could see like mixing in gut buses with Beast Claw Raiders, or yeah, but it's meant maybe to be, just having a standalone. What are we the, the year of the re-release? So if you look in destruction wise, destruction had three books in like four months when they initially came out. They had Iron Jaws, and then they had uh, Beast Claw Raiders, which were one of the first newer battle times after Silver Nerf, yep. and then they had Bone Splitters as well. So they have they have four battle times um, with Gloom Spite as well. So they do have some love there, but the books are just dated as fuck. Um, Iron Jaws, so isn't the new, well, what people would call like the modern release. It's not new anymore because it's been going on for almost two years now. So I don't know what the rest of the year will look like. It'll be it'll be interesting because the pace of books that are coming out is crazy. So I think people will get a bit lost in what's new. But yeah, it's so hard to keep up with, man. Yeah, bro, it is. It's, it's way hard. So go back to Ash's question. I believe there's been big discrepancies in books released and who's writing those books as well. Um, I mean, I don't think Corn or Gloomspite are on the level of Skaven and Flesh Eater Courts, and we know that Jervis wrote Flesh Eater and Skaven. I don't know about Fire Slayer well enough because I haven't gone through it myself. It's only, I'd just be regurgitating information that I've heard elsewhere. Do you, I know you've been fucking no. around with Gloomspite recently, bro. How's... Oh, I'm having a lot of fun with Gloomspite, but I don't, I don't know if, so I've stolen Goomboss's army <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, and I've been playing Gloomspite for a bit of a change. Um, and it's a good army. It's it's sort of got answers to all all the questions all the armies are putting out at the moment. But I don't know if I'm having a lot of fun with it because it's hard or because it's actually really good. Um yeah. If that what makes sense. Hard? Like like going going from Doc and then Fett got this boost and going from those two like obviously top tier armies to Gloom Spite, which isn't considered you know, super top tier. There's a lot more work in the game. Like, can't just shove your tier guys forwards and take half their army off. So, that it's 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 a harder book to play, but I, it's more rewarding to play at the moment. Would you say there's like a lot more micromanagement in it, with sort of keeping your heroes alive and synergizing them with the units, as opposed to, as you said, just yeah, having four tier it, guys in someone's face and then attacking first? I think one of the things is it just doesn't have the massive damage output that these these other books have because they're all a lot of them are seeming to go that way where they just have so much damage output with the double pylons and uh, the, big, the big mortal wound splashes and yeah yeah because you know when you double pylon you're you're really like doubling the damage output of a unit which is like yes it's, <laughs> it's exactly it's what pretty you fucking done. crazy <laughs> yeah and I don't and know when you do it instantly, you know, it's yeah, you can I, degrade or anything. And I don't know point for point what would be on 
par with the Terror Guy's damage output. Um, I can't think of another sort of 400-point monster that's in that ballpark. Yeah, uh, not not so much monsters. Units will, obviously, but... Yeah, but if you're talking about... Mon- I mean, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about monsters later, yeah. but... I mean, that's a big gripe about me and Stormcast at the moment, is Stormcast don't really have, like, a big fuck-off damage unit, unless you're getting, like, excessively large units of evocators that drop from the sky, which is just boring as fuck. But who would do that? Yes, I mean, that's sort of a trend that seems to have been gone. But, yeah, to answer your question, Ash, I, I don't know. There does seem to be some wild inconsistencies with a couple of books recently as opposed to some of the other ones. Um, I think Power Creep's pretty real in this game. I think it always has been. Every time there's a new book that comes out, it's slightly better than the previous book, and it's normally quite a bit better than the one before that. Um, so, I don't know. If we're going to lower points in the GHB, they'll be good for my Stormcast, but I don't really want to see more bodies on the board than what I'm already seeing with some of these armies like Skaven, who play a mate regularly, and he's always has like 140 rats in his army plus heroes, and it's just yeah, it's a lot to chew through, so I don't know, we'll see what happens. I'll be more interested yeah. to see when the new H- new GHB comes out, uh, because we gave points feedback on that when was that, was it September, October last year? It was a long time now. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's forever ago. Yeah, and the feedback that I'll give now, as opposed to seven months ago when we gave it, would be much different um, based on the more recent books. I'll tell you that much. I didn't didn't know what direction the game was going, so it feels a bit sort of pointless now. Um, next question is, Jono says, do you really believe that your friendship, so he's referring to me about this, Big Sean, do you believe that your friendship with uh, Bitch Party, so that's Mitch Hardy, is threatened by... <laughs> Continued. <laughs> I love it every time. Yeah, it took me a while to get that. Eh, it's Mitch Hardy from Bitch Party or Bitch Party. Uh, Mitch Hardy. I uh, like how it, we like said it. He's like, it took me until I was thirty years old to realize my name rhymes with Bitch Party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you go, bro. <laughs> certainly does, Mitch. It certainly does. Yeah. So I play Mitch uh, quite regularly. I've been playing Mitch quite regularly for. Shit, I don't know how long me and Mitch have been playing. A year possibly, maybe a bit less. He's been playing Skaven for a long time since I've known him. And with the new book out recently, the results have sort of shifted from our games. Uh, but Mitch is a good guy, so I'm I'm happy to play him anytime. Uh but it's good to see a army that was very disjointed previously with Skaven having all those sort of sub factions to become like quite the powerhouse it is. It's just I hate some of their rules and I just think it's pretty unnecessary. And I think that's more of a like. Why do we even have battle shock anymore? Like fucking no one takes battle shock. <laughs> every I'm just gonna start ranting. Every unit that is like every horde army has a very easy counter to battle shock, or has command points coming out of its ass, so it doesn't need to take battle shock. Yeah, I, I think command points really fucking stopped battle shock being a thing. It's just like like because that used to be the old thing. It's like you've got a you've got a horde unit, and previously you had a general. That yeah. can do it. You can do a it general. once on one unit and you pick at the start. But... Of the hero phase. Well, you, not, yeah. not the start of hero phase, but in well, the hero phase. Yeah. So your opponent could go, all right, that unit ain't moving. That's his anvil unit for this turn. I'm going to attack the other one. But now it's like, well, I've got to kill all the heroes and then I've got to kill uh, anyway. You know, to start ranting. But yeah, um, I love you, Mitch, and I'll still play you. But fuck some of your rules. Do we have any other questions or is it just Aiden and Seth just? 
Uh, think I think like, I don't got my Twitter up, but oh. there's a lot of Aiden and Seth. Yeah, so Seth said, Goon Boss, I had an idea the other day to allow XX number of points and free endless spells. What are your thoughts on this? So what do you reckon, Sean? Um, I don't I don't know, man. Like, if you made them just the generic endless spells, maybe? Like, that could be quite fun. But, but imagine just, like, free uh, vortexes and comets and shit coming out the wazoo. Yeah, I like where Seth's going with this, and I don't think sort of... As obviously, it's just, like, a brief comment on Twitter. I don't think his intent is sort of what you're referring to, because I would absolutely say no yeah. if that's what it was. But I know there's a, there's a scenario... I think it's in Malign Sorcery. Oh, it's in Malign Sorcery? Yeah. Where you've got, like, the rogue uh, purple sun. Yeah, it's called Chain Wait. Colossus. Yeah, fucking hell, man. <laughs> Your game's on point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I've never played it, but something like that might be quite fun, where you just have some sort of rogue spell. In, I mean, I don't know. Depends on what sort of game you're playing. I think it'd be awesome at tournaments. I think it could have some real feel-bads moments if someone just plowed Geminids through, like, one of your units on turn one that just came on the board on a random dice roll. Um, I think it'd have to be, like, a, a flat damage one, like the Jaws or Pendulum or, you know, not nothing with a, a heavy debuff, you know? No Geminids. Yeah, yeah. Looking at you. Yeah, Pendulum would be pretty sweet. Yeah, Pendulum. Oh, no, that's so swingy. Just some, like a random pendulum just finds its way 10 inches from the center of the board on turn three and just like swings its dick for you as you're playing focal points or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that'd be quite cool. Um, Seth also goes on, Goomboss also goes on to say, also, how come no one uses Beasts of Gur rules and would you participate in an event that did? Uh, so from, I'll jump in quickly and then you can have a go, but from a TO point of view, the expense and the buy-in to get into tournaments is normally quite high, as it is. Obviously, you have to have an army, a painted army, take time away from family or friends or commitments in the weekend. Uh, not everyone has a, a beast to, like, chuck out on the board. And as if I was playing with those rules as a TO, I would feel obliged to provide a beast for each table or a beast for each army. I can't even remember what the rule is. So you get a free beast, isn't it? Is that right, Sean? A free monster? Yeah, yeah. You roll on a table. You can get two. Yeah. But, like, that's the cunty bit, that it's not, like, it has to be a beast with no rider. Just the monster by itself, which there's really not many of. Like, if you play Stormcast, it doesn't exist, does it? Nah. There's no just monster? Like, there's no yeah. just Star Drake by itself. <clears throat> if you play Daughters, there's no just monster. If you play Corn, there's... I think there's that slaughter brute thing. Like, who has that? Oh, that random dude. Is it, aren't, um, yeah. I think he's an um, old fantasy model. Aren't those fucking Corgoras monsters as well? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like bringing like a fucking pocket knife to a gunfight, though. <laughs> yeah. They're like, like 100 points. Someone yeah. shows up with a magma dragon. Yeah. Like, what up? Yeah. So, yeah, my answer, is, my answer to that question is I don't want to provide... Uh, monsters for everyone uh, and saying that we um, all three of us actually myself and Tubbs and Seth did play at an event at Nepticon last year where we did get a free monster do you remember that? Yeah. What was the rule for it? Like under 300 point free monster? 
Uh, yeah, 300 2K points Army? under. <clears throat> yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a 2K tournament, and you got to bring a monster with no rider. You brought a Frostheart Phoenix because you're a real nice friendly guy. It's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. So, yeah, and that Phoenix would work as well. That was cool. Um, and I believe that's all the questions without going into, like, Seth and Aiden's little love fest. Um, so we'll start moving on to the meat and potatoes of the show, I guess, which we don't really have one. Um, I'll give a quick Notorious update first. Um, so we have hit 50 players. So Yo. what I want to say is just a massive, massive thank you to everyone who's coming, everyone who's showed interest, everyone who's liked and retweeted and helped me drive this event, including Pubs, obviously, but the community at large. Uh, thank you to everyone who's put up with me spamming, uh, more specifically in New Zealand Facebook groups. Um, I know it gets tiring seeing me spam every two weeks or so, but thank you very much for not kicking me out or banning me and tolerating me doing so. Uh, thank you to everyone who paid and got their registration in in a nice, timely manner. Just, you guys are awesome. Fucking much love to the community. We wanted to do a 50-player event. We wanted to, to, what is it, aim high. Yeah. Um, however, I low-key didn't ever think we'd get to 50 players. Um, we are at 50 registered players with, what is it, 20? How many days ago, bro? 24, uh, 25? Is it 1st of May now? Yeah. 25 or 24? Yeah. Yeah, 24. Yeah. So four weeks to go-ish. Uh, so we'll see if we can get the number a bit higher. I am expecting some drops. Uh, on the day or the week of, hopefully it doesn't take us below 50, but you never know. But just fucking much love to the New Zealand community. Much love to our friends in Australia who are coming over. Liam, Charles, Clint. Uh, much love to Herald's dwellers, everyone that's retweeted, um, me trying to push it and so on. Just fucking awesome guys. Thank you. So looking forward to it. So excited. Can't wait for what is going to be an awesome weekend and hopefully the start of something that's going to be a marquee event of the year in New Zealand. Um, Tubbs, did you want to say anything? Or No, just uh, yeah, massive thank you to everyone. It's after, we, we, after we had the big Nikon tournament, we really thought we were really getting up there with the players and it started dwindling down and we really wanted to push this and get the community back together again and get get a big 40 50 player tournament and yeah it's just it's real humbling to um to be able to pull pull that many people together and see everyone pushing it not just not just you sean but uh guys like jono especially has been spamming painting and asking about painting every two seconds on the pages um just pushing notorious and getting people excited which is which is really cool and on the day it's just going to be wicked yeah so for reference for our international listeners who don't know much about New Zealand and its local sort of scene. So Sean said Nikon um, big event, I think it was two years ago now. Well, it'll be yeah. two years from Notorious. And I think it was 38 players. And that was sort of the biggest event that we'd seen in a long time. And it's, it's actually still the biggest event that we've ever had. And, and like in comparison, I think CanCon had 40 or 45 or something. And we're the sitting there like... One. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, yeah, well, we might be able to crank the Aussies, see what happens next year, and KingCon blow up, and we kind of dwindled down a little bit to that 30-player mark. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was actually talking to Clint about that yesterday. Um, and he was saying the same. Like, CanCon was like 48 or 50. Then it went to 100. Then obviously it went to 200. And now it's just a fucking beast. <laughs> so he was wishing us the luck for something similar. But yeah, it's been two years almost since we've had an event this large. We've had a couple of 30-player events uh, and a bunch of 20-player events in those last two years. But I can't, I don't know when the fantasy scene in New Zealand in general had a, play, um, a tournament of this size. Um, 40K is king over here. 40K gets numbers in the 60s and 70s, but but not Age of Sigma. So that's awesome. Thank you very much to everyone. Much love. Can't wait to see you on, on the 25th and 26th. Fucking bring it on. I'm so excited. Um, so uh, Dice should be finished this week, from what I understand, and then shipped out to us, which will get here before Notorious. I've been told that it's definitely going to be here before Notorious. <laughs> So fuck Chessex if that doesn't happen. <laughs> so that will mean that we have some dice for sale when it gets here and when we go through the numbers. We are giving out uh, dice to the players that attend Notorious. So everyone who attends Notorious is getting um, a couple of dice. Not too sure how much yet, but how many, sorry. But that will be happening. Um, and then we're going to try to sell some online as well just to cover um, the admin and cost of the podcast and just to show the love out there. I will guarantee that we ship them quicker than the Dwellers dice and quicker than the Sam Morgan dice. Shout out to Dwellers. Love you boys, but fucking please can I have my dice? <laughs> and we will also probably have some for sale at Notorious as well. So if you are coming to Notorious, um, we'll talk about it then, see what we have for sale. Um, if we have any left over at that point in time, I will also be looking to update the players pack for Notorious. GT, um, hopefully this week, if not early next week, just covering off the final couple of things, uh, sport, uh, scoring, uh, specifically how kill points work. I don't believe we've gone into detail about how kill points work. Need to have a chat to Sean about if we're going to count like summoning kill points and shit like that. Um, could talk about it now, but it's probably not the best place to do because no, we had a quick content. chat last night, but we can, we can carry that conversation yeah, yeah. on afterwards. Yeah. And I believe we'll be doing some sort of sports checklist scoring too maybe possibly um they're pretty popular in australia we i like the way the the measured guys do it the 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 whole like victory points and scenario points is that what you're talking about uh no how they how they just put this their sports scoring down i don't know how um, we'll talk about that off here yeah we we um yeah yeah but there probably will be some sort of checklist just to keep people not so much in line, but just so everyone is pretty transparent and everyone knows uh, the standard that we're wanting to set and the fact that there's two people playing the game, not one person. We did run a couple of these checklists previously. They were just like three easy questions. They were like, did you play? Did your opponent explain what was going on? Did they tell you what they were rolling for? Did they roll dice where you could see them? Just shit like that. And every tick was a point and that counted to your overall score. And the couple of events that we use it for, everyone just got perfect scores. So I stopped using them because I assumed the community was fucking perfect. But, um, nah, we'll, we'll maybe have a look into that. Um, and I think that's about it for Notorious so far. Let's, let's just start ranting about shit, bro. Let's go. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. You ready? This, this I'm going to smash some really about. Yeah. 23 <laughs> minutes in. We're going to start gonna... talking about monsters. Is that you cool with that? I'm going to just vape up yeah, for man. a moment. So. Yeah, take the wheels on this one, buddy. Hear the crackle going. So, um, yep. so something I wanted to talk about was uh, monsters, and we'll wrangle super characters into there. So, 
we're talking Marathis and Nagashas and uh, even Archeons and Illyrials, stuff like that. And uh, they've slowly crept more and more into the game uh, come AOS 2. It really started with characters like Nagash and Illyrial coming in and making a huge impact. And I always kind of wondered why why we were seeing them all of a sudden because pre AOS two they were they were non existent. You know, you, when did you ever see an Illyrial? You saw one in every you know ten Silver Nephilim, same as Nagash. Uh, and I don't think it's just the realm spells and not just the uh, the endless spells, all all that sort of stuff. I think one of the big things to why we're seeing so many monsters is shooting disappeared. And with shooting gone, monsters roam free, really. They're, monsters are generically low wounds, uh, but reasonable save. Some of them exceptional saves. But they fall down well to, uh, to shooting. And it's not so much because monsters are prevalent now, but uh, the shooting really dropped off because smaller heroes uh, become harder to hit. Which, you know, you saw how everybody put their shooting units away and just went straight to combat. At the moment, Feck is really running <laughs> running the show all over the place. So is Skaven. And they, they have two two big monsters uh, with the Vermin Lords and the Ghoul Kings on Terror Guys specifically. So I think at the moment, it's really at the pinnacle of monsters and lists. You can almost guarantee that a monster is going to be in every list. Uh, it doesn't doesn't really matter what you're playing. Sean's got a fucking Frostheart Phoenix in a Stormcast list. Like they're gonna pop up there. So what are they good about? What are they good at doing? Uh, they're normally very fast, with an ability to fly. Uh, I'm talking about the the monsters you'll see in lists. I'm not talking about the the gargants or the I don't know little rubbishy. Forge world models here or there. So most of them fly. Most of them are fast. They have very high damage output. But of reasonably small, like, uh, base size compared to a unit of similar damage output, which is obvious, obvious, often seen as a, as a down point to playing a monster that it has such a big base size. But if you grab something like a, a Gil King on Terrorgeist size base, so, it's one of the bigger, uh, bigger round bases that you can get. Yes, it's pretty hard to jump it over a unit, but if you compare to the damage output of that base size to the damage output of a unit, it's, it's actually really small. And there's no if, buts, or maybes. You can't squidge around it. You can't just take the side of it, lower its damage output. So that makes them quite easy to play offensively, which I think is why you, you see a lot of them pop up. They're, they're quite easy to play. They're fast. Uh, they've got big damage output. A lot of the super characters have big spell casting. Just baking up a storm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just on mute, dude. I'm just, oh, I'm just listening and I'm on mute and I'm vaping. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think of comments to sort of react to what you're saying. No, it's but good. essentially what I think you're trying to get at um, not to cut you off, but it's like, how do we counter or how do we deal with the sort of monster method is becoming quite yeah um, popular, I guess you would say. It's quite apparent that there's lots of monsters these days. Yeah. yeah. So 
the the thing is like what do we what do we do about them like what are monsters bad at and something Sean was talking about earlier was that they're not really degrading heavily the um the super character style monsters they they degrade and most of the time they degrade well but it's more the ridden monsters or things like vermin lords which are good casters and also quite good in combat as well they can't really degrade on both profiles effectively so chipping away at them isn't isn't the way to deal with them you sort of have to go in and blow them up but with their mobility it can be pretty hard to do and that's when um that's why i think shooting shooting's going to come back hot and heavy with um with these armies that are, are ruling the roost at the moment the vermin lords don't like shooting the terror guys don't like shooting the alarios the nagashes none of it like shooting in like it doesn't even have to be overly good shooting just just grots <laughs> grots can fuck a monster up real good you know they're hitting on fives but there's no negatives to hit so when you're throwing 60 dice you get you get a good handful through you know you're getting 20 dice through into the wound roll rather than you know 10 which is literally double yeah, so you're drowning out sort of the monster and the weighted dice that they have to roll for saves? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it's like, so an example of this is uh, we recently had a tournament in Wellington called NatCon. Uh, it was just turned out to be a little cheeky 10-player, five-round, 2K match play tournament. Um, I took an absolute gun line of a list that had like a hurricane and an ordinator and four ballisters and some long strokes and shit. So I had like really good quality Ren 2 shooting and I got uh, only one two out of the five games because the army was slow as fuck. <laughs> it was static and we played, um, I should have really read the, the players pack beforehand, didn't even know what missions we were playing. Um, but like we played Better Part of Valor, which I just lost. I was playing the Seraphon double shadow strike list, which is never going to happen. Um, but every the point I'm trying to make is that every army I played while it wasn't a good objective army, I think I scored like 9,200 kill points in that whole yeah. tournament out of 10,000. And we weren't count- counting summoning. So I like land up. Ta- um, Reagan, one of the guys we played at a corn army, he summoned like, I can't remember how he summoned three or four units. Aiden had a uh, Slanesh army and he summoned uh, three or four units as well. And he only had one hero and like five seekers. Sorry, two heroes and five seekers left by the end of it as well. But I tabled pretty much everyone I played because I just had the output to deal with it, um, with all the shooting and the rending shooting. Yeah. But I didn't have the bodies to score objectives. And Seth, Seth took a cunning ruck with um, shooters, wasn't it? It was Arrow Boys. Yeah, yeah, all, all Arrow Boys, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he shot off a, yeah, and he shot off an, an ethereal Star Drake, and that's exactly what Sean's talking about, is that why I've got, like, limited high quality shooting that you know hidden on threes or in this case like threes or twos uh rending you know with two rend or one rend at least doing multiple damage or just one damage Seth had what what do they hit on i don't even know they shoot twice fours. they hit on, they like hit on fours, fours yeah yeah and then sixes or something generate extra attacks against monsters is that right yeah uh, i didn't see any but that's that's the whole thing like a lot of these shooting armies they don't have the output to take off these big hammer units but they have heaps enough output to take off a monster and a lot of these monsters cost more than the the big hammer units would 
in uh, in points value, like the Girl Kings on Terrorgeist again, you know, 400 points. Nagash, uh, what is he, 800 points. He's literally yeah, half an right. army. Yeah. yeah, and you'd take him off in one one turn with the um, the long strikes if you go hot. Like, Yeah, I think the only thing that's close to Nagash is Archeon. Is he 700 or is he less uh, than six? Six, six something weird, six something. 660. 660? Yeah. And then Alarial's like 600 flat, I think. Yeah, but she gets a free unit, and then yeah. you go down to like uh, Star Drakes and Marathi sort of level, and Gordrak. Gordrak's in there somewhere. Yeah, Gordrak. I never see him, so I have no idea what he is. Poor Gordrak. Um, I, I think also why shooting is a solution to these monsters that you're talking about, and I, I generally do agree with what you say because I've tested the theory and it does work. Every army in this game can turn one charge you now somehow, some way, whether it be with cogs or deep striking. Every army. As a way to relate, uh, reliably charge you turn one and alpha strike you. Yeah. So that's why when I took my gun line and when I took my cancon list, I had to have Aether Wings with a unit of Vanguard Raptors and they're always long strikes. And what the Aether Wings do is they counter charge people. So in the opponent's charge phase, they can make a 2d6 move. It's not a normal move, it's not a charge move. The 2d6 move. And they can move into combat with other people because it's not it's not a normal move, so it's exempted from finishing wherever. And it's not a charge move, so it doesn't have to finish within a half inch. They can move within two point nine inches of a unit, like a dragon that Sean's talking about, a, a you know, a terror geist or whatever. And then they're wasting that turn of combat for that because they're killing a unit, a fifty point unit of birds. They're like fanatics from the old world or fanatics from early AOS. I know not everyone has units like this, but you have to have really effective screens that can zone out a lot of board space if you want to protect your stuff from these monsters. Because that's just a rant that I'm having now. Because yeah, fucking Alpha no. Strike is everywhere. Yeah, like well, Bo, it is. Like, like Bo, congratulations to Bo in our local meta. He plays Idenf. Playing Idenf for ages. He's been playing roughly the similar list for a long time, which is a lot of eels and Voltonus and, and some other shit and some. And, Glaive Guard now? Eternal Guard, is it? That he's yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah, Eternal, Eternal Guard. Guard S- sweet little pick. Solid allied pick for him. And he's yeah. won back-to-back tournaments. I think he's I think he's won something like 14 out of his last 15 tournament games across three tournaments. Um, and I think one of them was with Ogres. So <laughs> there's two of them with <laughs> Idenf. And his army can charge me from almost anywhere turn one. Um, and I know there's some onus on me to obviously deploy effectively, which I do to the best of my ability. But if I'm playing some of these missions where you only get 18 inches of separation, fuck, like, or I'm playing against uh, Matty, Matty Watkinson, full name, proper name, uh, and his enlightened, Ascension Lightened, and he's like, yeah, they move 16, and then I can Destiny, judge, Destiny, charge, Destiny Dice charge 12, so I can go 28. So, like, I, I agree, we need shooting to counteract the monsters to sort of bring balance to the game. But you also need a way of stopping those monsters or giving them a speed bump for getting to you. So Yeah. And that's always the problem with shooting, isn't it? Like you take a big gun line, but if you face an army that's actually fast, and especially if it has a lot of models and a lot of wounds, you just you can't take it off in time. Yeah. Because while you have good output, it's normally either quality or it's 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 never Quantity. enough. It's never enough to um to take off a lot of models 
in a short period yeah. of time. And uh, a lot of these new books as well, we're seeing double pylons. And mm-hmm. monsters just love that. Like, it's it's so good because with such a small base size, realistically, for the amount of damage they can put out, you can squidge them in the little gaps. You're not you're not strung out. You don't have to string out to get all your models into combat. You've only got to touch this little little point of the base in there, and you're good. You can swing its big base around when you pile in for the second time. It's it's a lot harder to lock down a monster than it is to lock down a unit. And that's that's just one of the massive strengths of monsters at the moment. I think why we've seen them do so well. Yeah, and you're also starting to see a lot more abilities on monsters, um, a lot more abilities that offer them survivability. So an example of this is, um, well, maybe this is just like a general rant against Skaven, is that all the Verminlords now have a five-up ward save, <laughs> um, and so do, and so does Fankul, and um, Mitch, as we talked about earlier, there's like an artifact or a trait where you can re-roll that five-up save on your general, which is just like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some, and there's some Hagnar-level resilience there. Yeah, and there's also some janky wording around some of them where it's just you can re-roll save rolls and not you can re-roll failed save rolls or you can specifically re-roll a save roll of one. So then there's an argument of um, modifiers aren't applied so you can re-roll anything because it's just re-roll save rolls. Yeah, um, that's a good um, it's a good segue onto my other other small little rant is that um, these new books they're bringing out, they're changing the wording and stuff like that. Previously, and most of the other books, when they have rerolls built into a unit, what they've written is you can reroll failed, failed hit rolls, or failed save rolls, or you know whatever. So Grimgust Reapers is a good example. So they reroll failed hit rolls. So because your uh, rerolls apply before your modifiers, if you're minus one to hit, you're really negatively affected by that. So you can't re-roll those fours, which aren't going to hit, because uh, they're not actually failed yet. But the way they've been writing these new books is they're just writing, you can re-roll hit rolls, you can re-roll save rolls, which makes it a lot easier and more transparent. Like, it's 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 a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes to explain how that works. Uh, but it's, it's, it's another point of power creep that these these books are getting it seems like such a small thing but when you've got your your vermin lord um warps here and you've put minus one or minus two rend on him just re-rolling the dice re-rolling the fours or re-rolling the fives every now and then he you know he pops up that that save roll and it does make a big difference like he's at minus one rend and he is re-rolling those fours it's what it's like a fifty-five percent chance that he's gonna he's gonna make that on his second yeah. reroll save. Like that's a yeah. that's a big difference. Like he would have failed there before and taken the damage, and now he gets to reroll it just because the wording in these books are changing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know the mess on it, bro, but it's fucking annoying. Considering the amount of times I've tried to kill that goddamn thing of Mitch's, <laughs> um, and because it says you can reroll save rolls for attacks that target this model, as opposed to can reroll failed save rolls. Yeah. So that's when the whole, you know, modifiers almost do apply before the reroll in this instance. Because you can just reroll a save roll. 
Yeah, so exactly. Even at, even at Ren 2, it's like sixes with a reroll, and you can reroll to fours and fives. So or, it kind of makes you, red one. Red one's like almost useless at that point. Kind of makes you wonder why that that clarification is there, like rerolls before modifiers. But when you're writing rules like that, it doesn't actually matter. It's inconsistent. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's and I think we started to see this sort of um, was it last year with the Nurgle book, the first sort of book that was looking to be tuned for a tuned for AOS two. Where they started doing um, sort of like holy within buffs and so on. I know Idenf was big on that too. I think Idenf might have been the first major one actually, where they started reducing some of the ranges and started using holy within. And I don't even know. I don't know if they were doing unmodified on the Idenf book as well. No. But then obviously we got Stormcast and Nighthaunt, uh, which hit with AOS two, which was a lot of Stormcast. Like I don't understand why Stormcast have holy within rules that are like eight inches or twelve inches. When the unit sizes aren't very big in the first place, but the base sizes are fucking huge. So there's so much admin going into keeping that synergy. Whereas a fucking Skaven Warpseer has a horde army with like 40 guys in a unit on 20 mil bases or 25 mil bases, tiny little things. And his unit and his role was wholly within 26. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to start raging about Skaven now. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I do really like the Holy Within. And I like the, the removing casualties rule because it, it was ugly and I used to abuse the hell out of it with, um, with the corn banner. But, you know, removing stuff out of, yeah. out of place and your units are all just like tailed everywhere and it, it just got really messy and it looked weird and, if you had buffs like that, it was actually like very strong. But the thing I really don't like is all these unmodified rolls. And the reason I don't like them is that it removes counterplay. So, how it like if you look at Blades of Putrefaction, right from Nurgle, that spell when it came out was awesome. But there was a way to stop it. You know, you had to you had to roll your six to hit six plus. So if you run into something like netters or anything with a minus one to hit, you don't get your blades. So when you're sitting down there writing your list, you're like, hey, Nurgle's pretty good. What do I do? I add in some minus one to hit here and there. Cool. Solve solve that problem. My army doesn't like mortal wounds. Now we see like the Terrorgeist is a great example. Un- unmodified hit rolls are six. There pops six mortal wounds. What do you what do you do to what do you do to stop it? Like you can make a minus three to hit, but if he rolls that six, it's it's still gonna pop. He's still gonna do the same thing. And when you put that in with the you can reroll hit rolls, it it just completely doesn't matter. And it just takes away a lot of army's strengths. Like I think Gloom uh, Gloom Spite really gets shafted by the by the unmodified rolls that are coming out because they just have. The strength is in the netters, and the netters are great, but it doesn't stop that shit anymore. It just it just happens anyway. And taking away the counterplay like that just it takes away another aspect of the game, and it just increases yeah. the damage which units can do when you when you take away that counterplay. And that's what we're seeing where it went from games taking a long time to finish 
to some of these top tier armies finishing games in like two turns because yeah. you're running out of things you can do to stop them doing what they want to do and you're running out of ways to counter them like people are worried about the the fighting at the start of the combat phase which is which is definitely a thing and it's coming but how how do you combat the other stuff like how do you combat its damage how do you how do you combat its abilities which are strong which previously you could stop and i i I don't have an answer for it yet yeah i think i made a comment to you about this recently that i i mean and this this has never sort of been the case but i can't write stormcastless anymore that can be an all comers army in the purest sense that every army i face i at least have like a puncher's chance for yeah you know i could i could possibly deal with the four terror guys or i could possibly deal with like the nagash and arcan throwing 12 spells at me or i could deal with like the hordes of bodies of skaven um you know i i can't really build a list that can do and i guess that would possibly be the perfect list and i guess that's possibly the point of the game is not to have such a thing but i feel like it's becoming real rock paper scissors in matchups um and, and I think that's where you might have been getting at. But you yeah. just come to the board and there's some armies like I had for example, I took my gun line to Natcon. I, I wasn't expecting to win the tournament. I didn't believe I could. I didn't even know what the fucking missions were. And that's my fault and I'm not making any excuses. But I played better part of Vela against the Seraphon Shadow Strike list and I only had like thirty bodies in my army. <laughs> so that was just not gonna happen. Um, and the game went longer than what it probably should have. I lost the game. I was, I tabled the guy, but I, I lost the game. Um, but killing units doesn't win your game. Scoring objectives do. And that was just a real rock, paper, scissors matchup. And then the alternative was I played a corn charge at you, Gore Pilgrim's army with three bloodthirsters. And I got to the table and I was like, oh, is this going to be shit for this guy? Cause I'm just going to blow him off the board in two turns. Yeah. Which, uh, it didn't say two turns, but I did. I blew him off the board and. The game was over sort of turn three, turn four, and Reagan played to the best of his ability, but it was just such a hard matchup. Um, yeah, and yeah. The, the game's always been like quite rock, paper, scissors, you know, like a good example was the, the KO, KO army beat the Zinch army that was king at the time. The KO yeah, army lost yeah. to the, the resilient or the alpha strike army and the alpha strike army couldn't beat the Zinch army. So it's, it's round in circles. With these 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 rules coming in like that, which counterplay the counterplay, it's it's almost like it's just a heads or tails. Like you've either got the big fucking gun here, or you don't. Like it's it's really it's really dicking on some of these these older armies, but not because they don't have the new powerful units or anything, but because they just can't. They don't have the abilities built into their units to deal with to deal with these new things. Where previously, I would say that, yeah, your your list might not, your army might not be as good as that army. But if you sit down and you you actually put a lot of time into writing your list, you can you can combat these things that these armies are doing. But it's becoming yeah, more and more like, like, like you can't do it. Yeah, you could build like layers of redundancy in your army that would give you an opportunity in certain scenarios as opposed to a straight up like 
fuck, I can't deal with 18 nils charging me turn one and taking me off before I even have a turn. Yeah, but like, you know, or see, here's an alpha strike, wins the leaf list that wins better part of valor before the game even, when the game's drawn. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like, eels, eels are, there's counterplay to eels, which is great. Um, but the counterplay to Sylvanef in a list like that is you need units that can move before the game starts. Because realistically, you're not going to be a one-drop. And if you're a one-drop, it's still a 50-50. But if you've got something like Ungor Raiders or uh, are they free guild archers that move before the game, yep, you're yep, pushing the woods back, so you're pushing back their their chance of getting in there and burning your objectives at the start. And that really limits like what <laughs> what armies in the game have there. I know Skaven have it and Beast have it and free guild have it, but how do you how do you stop that with yeah. other armies? Like you just can't, and there's no counterplay there, and it's it's really not. It, yeah, Stormcast get it and one of the storm hosts as well, and I get a five incher. Oh yeah, but it's it's few and far between. It's not it's it's not commonly accessible to every army or every faction. Yeah, or possibly even every Grand Alliance. I don't know if Destruction has one. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it should be, but um, the way it's going at the moment is it's more don't than more than more have, like. And you can price those units. Going back to Ash's question, you know, like you can price those those units to be more heavily costed. Um, to be like, hey, you want to you want to combat that problem? That's fine, but you're going to be taxed a little bit for it. Like this unit's not worth that many points, but it solves that problem completely. Kind of like uh, Tempest Tempesters were a good example of that. Like they turned off all the plus one, all the sixes do something. Uh, yeah, bullshit. But, but now they 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 weren't that great. They were okay, but they weren't that great. Their their role in the in the army was to do that, and that's cool. Yeah, and they could do it perfectly because you'd whack them in the sky, but then they'd have to drop randomly from the sky and roll the free up or whatever it was back in the old stormcast book. And then they just shoot a unit and they're minus one. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's just this 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 great example. These new rules writing is just it's taking away. All of that, like, I, I really, really don't like unmodified. It's, it's, it's not good. So, in saying all of that, what would you like to see then? Would you like to see uh, standardization of rules across every unit, so everyone's unmodified or not? Would you like to see it being six plus again, where you can modify it up or down? I mean, my Stormcast Lantern still says if you roll a seven. Yeah. When you put the lantern buff on, so I can stack that with like staunch defender and heal myself, but the rest of the book is all unmodified. Yeah. So it seems a bit weird. Like I don't get it. But yeah. Whatever. So like. So, w- or would you just want to see points increases, or I don't know? Do you have another idea? What What would you like to see, or what is your solution around it? I I think it was great how it was at the you know. Take bloodletters example, six or more did immortal wound. If you're twenty plus, it happened on a five plus. If you had Killing Frenzy, it's on a 4+. plus. You can stop there. Like, You don't need to keep making Killing Frenzy stack like it used to. Like, If you, you come down and you say, hey, you can only have plus 1 to your save on top of your original save. You know, you can't keep stacking. Get, get rid of all the stacking shit. Because it, it's... It really looks weird when you just take a unit that's okay and then you buff the fuck out of it and you turn it into this monster 
but you put all these points in heroes. Yeah, yeah. And just stack buffs and stack buffs and stack buffs and stack buffs. If if it will come down to the rule of one, like used to be around all the time, hey, you can only you can only have a rule of one for plus one to hits and plus one to saves and plus one to wounds. It gets rid of all those problems. Like all of a sudden, you've gone from doing mortal wounds on <clears throat> sixes. You can only have plus one a hit. You go down to fives, which is cool, which is really good, and you've got you know, you've got a tactic there. But people can counterplay that and go, hey, you're minus one a hit, you drop down to a six, so you still get something out of it, but you've got to put something into it to always get that ability. Like when it's unmodified, you don't have to put anything into it at all, because you can't make it any better, so there is no point doing it. Isn't that just the same as having unmodified, though, if you're just looking at plus one, minus one? No, because... Or, well, or is it more better to have minus one in your army and not have ways to... No, because the difference there is that you say to get that plus one, <clears throat> you have to spend 100 points on a Slaughter Priest to get Killing Frenzy to get plus one. Uh-huh. So now you're spending 100 points to combat the minus one to get back to your, it's basically unmodified sixes at this point, but you're putting resources yeah. into that to happen. Right now, you don't have to pay a hundred points for your slaughter priest. You, you don't, you don't need it. It just happens. Oh, okay. there's, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. You don't have to try and counterplay the counterplay. There's, you've gotten rid of that aspect of of list writing. If you, yeah, if that so, makes sense. Yeah, I might have misinterpreted you, but now I think what you're saying, or the way I interpret it, is that. You're having to pay like a modifier tax yeah. to make sure that you're reliably getting your triggering what you yeah, want to you're do. You're getting your tactic. And that was sort of like a and that was a low key tax across the army by having to bring um, you know, a hundred point hero to make sure that you were actually reliably gonna get that off. Yeah. Um, and play against meta. Whereas nowadays you don't need to the unit's more self sustainable. It doesn't need bust from like hero heroes. It doesn't need bust from like damn terrain back in the day where you used to get plus one and shit like that. You can just do a thing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter and there's no interaction with that. Yeah. It's just I do a thing because I do. And better hope I don't do it because when I do I'm gonna fucking ruin your day. Yeah. And it's uh, making it yeah, it's I, making it easier easier to play, I guess, when when you when you explain it like that, which is I think right. And I think maybe that's why they're putting in these other rules like the fight at the start of the combat phase thing and you have to it's which is like literally the exact same thing as the plus one minus one a hit thing that we we're just talking about you're fighting for who fights at the start of the combat phase or if you're fighting normally in the combat phase or if you're fighting at the end of the combat phase it's really the exact same scenario um but they've just dumbed one thing down and replaced it with another thing which is the same shit as what it used to be, but it's it seems more complicated now because it's it's muddying up a phase of the game which should be quite simple. Yeah, yeah. I I think I mean this is something that I sort of wanted to rant about before as well or later in the show. So I might as well do it now. But I feel like the rules bloat on War Scrolls. Oh yeah, is getting a bit is getting a bit much. Like I don't understand why every unit has to have two abilities at least if more like four or five um you know and there's all these little sort of rules 
on top of rules and they all have to be sort of amazing. You know, there's no, there's no sort of like you get a special character and they've get, and they got shitloads of rules. Like Nagash's war scroll is huge. But then you look at a plague monk's war scroll and you're like, ah, that's like a, how many points of plague monks? Like 70 points, points? 70 points. And you look at that war scroll and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? This is ridiculous. Like you should probably have like a baseline hundred point cortex where it's literally like for what I mean, it's like a battle line. And the first one I can think of is liberators where their war scroll is like super basic just off the top of my head. Cause I'm stormcast and I have stormcast bias and it's just like, yep. The unit hits and wounds on this. That's cool. Units have sh- uh, shields or dual weapons. If they have shields, they reroll ones. If they have dual weapons. Is it, uh, reroll ones to six. If they have dual weapons, I think it's like a reroll ones to hit or get an extra attack. And then if you're attacking something that has five or more wounds, you get plus one to hit. And that's Stop it. there. Yeah. But now you get, yeah. And, and, and that's it. And that's great because they're just a core infantry unit. They don't need to have like heavy, hero level rules where it's like all the new shit is just like, Oh, and if you're fighting chaos, then this happens. And uh, if you charge, then you get to reroll ones. And then if there's a hero holy within eight inches, then you get to reroll ones to wound. Um, and if someone ran away earlier in this combat, then you get plus one attack and all this sort of shit. Yeah. And it's like, slow the fuck down. Yeah. Like, you don't need that many rules on basic units. Save it for the heroes or get, or bring in more generic hero abilities and give us, like, sort of like the artifact pool that we have or command trains but make them sort of like the old fancy days where you had like you could pay for extra rules with points or extra war gear and stuff like that um i don't know i haven't looked at the new sort of slanesh stuff but i think the rules bloat is getting quite big um the keeper of secrets just has this massive (laughs) massive page of rules on it i'm looking at it now and i mean Keeper of Secrets, it's a great idea. I like that there's a lot of weapon right. options, and that's cool, but... Yeah, like, rightfully so. That's it, In my mind, it's appropriate. It has lots of rules. It's, what, like, 360 points or so? Yeah. So that's the sort of level that you'd be looking at giving it a bunch of points, uh, a bunch of rules, and I believe it can take sort of different war gear as well, yeah, and I believe do. each different war gear has its own set of rules. So your Keeper of Secrets, once it's built might only have one of those three sort of options instead of all three of them. So it's not as overwhelming. And I know Plague Monks have something similar, but it's just low-hanging fruit that reinforces my point. So fuck you, I'm just having a rant. (laughs) (laughs) I know they don't get every single ability, but it's it's abilities enough. Um, And it's just something I'd like to see slow down or standardization, you know, of sort of this is what we expect out of a battle line unit. It, It has a weapon. It has a couple of weapon options and it might have like a, a cool little ability. Like, um, blood leaders had what? If you did sixes, it was mortal wound. Yeah. If you have a banner, reroll ones, they come back. Uh, that was about it. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. They or had another, like, they could hero, reroll ones re-roll if, there was one. a, if there was a hero nearby. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, that seems even to me like a little too much. And I think we need to trim down because the game's taking it's, a long time now. Like it, it's gone from being a very, simple game that's hard to master to like if you give this to a new player you know they're going to push their models into combat and then be like oh i think i have a rule for this hold up 
let me just go through these like yep. seven paragraphs of abilities yeah and work out if any of them apply to the situation like yeah, not, I charge, I get to reroll one wound. Or not something. everything has to have so much shit. <laughs> My little side rant. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I would like to see is uh, standardization of War Scrolls as well. Uh, sorry, not War Scrolls, Battalions. Um, and I don't mean every single Battalion be the same, but every army have access to like one or two real basic bitch war, uh, Battalions that pretty useful and everyone would take anyway so my golden example of this is in the new slanesh book there's a battalion that if you take three to four slanesh uh chaos slanesh heroes uh it's a battalion it's 120 points it's cheap as chips get knowing knowing that army and depravity points you're probably going to take three to six heroes anyway um and then it's i can't remember what the ability is it's like you get a command point generated if you roll something it's 120 points, three to six heroes. I fucking love that in my Stormcast army. And it's just keyword bold chaos on your heroes. So I assume that's all their heroes. Yeah, that's demons and um, mortals. Yeah, yeah. And it's exactly the same with, I don't know if it's the most competitive, but in the corn book, you had the Bloodfester one where you get like three to eight Bloodfesters. I mean, that's real simple. Gore Pilgrims. Gore Pilgrims. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's always it's like, so popular. Two, it's like, here's your battle line yeah. and here's. Yeah, here's two, two heroes, heroes that you're gonna take. Heroes. Yeah, and a battle line, and a couple of battle line, like even something like that. Like, here's a war scroll battalion for your hero slot. Here's one for a couple of heroes and a couple of battle line. Maybe here's like a fun funky monster one, and then here's and and like every army has access to something similar like that, pretty consistent across the board. Uh, sort of like they have in forty k detachments, and then every battle time has like their own unique sort of. Uh, possibly more narrative-driven or rules-driven War Scroll Battalions, where, I, I don't know, you might have a Stormcast Gunline, or you might have running and charging corn, or there's probably more theme medic with Slanesh, or you have, like, an EO army for Idenf. I don't even know what the Battalions are. I know they've got the, the Marty one that brings people back. Um, I know Fire Slayers only have, like, three Battalions. Yeah. I don't know well enough what they are, and I don't know if Fire Slayers well enough to... Uh, to to sort of comment on them, but shit, that doesn't seem very fun. I know they've got a Mega Battalion too, which you probably can't fit in. No, but, that, it's um, like, why do they keep putting them in there? Yeah, I, so I'd just like to see a bit more sort of standardization so people can, especially new people, because the rate of armies that are coming out is awesome, but it's a lot to keep up with. And if we keep releasing, I know we're not going to keep releasing armies like this, you know, an army or two every month or every two months, um, but people say, there's only 16, the old joke, there's only four pages of rules. You know, how hard can the game be? Fucking bullshit. Every war scroll, every unit in the game has four or five rules on top of it. Tell me again how there's only four pages of rules. Every unit in the game, you might have 20 units on a board in a game with you and your opponent. Every one of those units have four or five rules attached to them. You know, all of a sudden, that's 100 different rules for the units and then the four pages of rules or the 16 pages or whatever we have now. Um, yeah, I'd just like to see it sort of standardize a bit. But that's just me. I might just be in an echo chamber by myself. People might disagree with me. I'd love to hear. That would be cool. I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think I'm just going to stop my rant now. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything, anything else you wanted to touch on, bro? I think I've 
I've had my rant definitely on War Scrolls and uh, yep. and monsters, but oh, and and can we talk about? I think Matt would like us to talk about since we have the platform of making a podcast and being you know energetic enough to do it. But that Warhammer community article today, oh um, yeah, about about the loon boss was it? Yeah. While we while we're here, talk about War Scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the article says that the the loon boss on Manglis, uh on Squig hasn't been changed, and he most definitely has been changed, um, which is just kind of like, what? <laughs> why are you why are you lying to us? Like, I don't understand why. Why does that need to be a comment if it's clearly not the truth? You make the game, yeah, so you make up the rules, nobody gives a fuck. If you change it, you change it. There's nothing we can do about it, but why do you have to say nothing's changed and people will overlook that their rule has changed? Go and play the game, somebody that might be more knowledgeable or has picked up on that will be like, hey, nah, bro, doesn't work. They'll be like, I read it on the site, though. It said nothing's changed. Well, yes, it has, here and here. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, and it's quite frustrating that book only being like four months old as well. Someone having a book that's out of date already uh, huh. with one of the roles. So it says. So I, I wasn't aware of this. Uh, this was brought up by one of our local players, um, and I believe it to be correct. And if it's not correct, then fuck you, Matt. No, it's it's <laughs> most definitely like correct. Bro. <laughs> but it, so we'll have a community article today. They're talking about uh, Loon Curse, so the new Sylvan F uh, Squig Box. Um, which I guess is like a, a build up to the new Sylvan F book. So Loom Boss on Giant Cave Squig. The war scroll of the Loom Boss of Giant Qua Cave Squig hasn't changed in Loom Curse. Um and, and that's that's the first line of it. And so uh, if you look at the war scroll The two changes so are the command ability used to be stackable. Which Let's get bouncing. Yeah. Yeah. Which not not the biggest fan of stacking, so I'm I'm a fan that it's changed and you can't stack it, but then again, why did you say that <laughs> nothing's changed if you've changed something? And then the other thing is, I'm pretty sure it's changed the wording from a move, when this model makes a move, to the, when this model makes a normal move, which is another, like, why couldn't you just leave it <laughs> as yeah. it was? Like, leave it the fuck alone, yeah, stop so there. So the one on the website is in the Warhammer community article, and again, I don't know the wording of this one or the old one, what's changed, except what these lads have told me, but you can use this command ability at the start of your movement phase. If you do so, pick one friendly model with this command ability. All friendly squig, in bold words, units wholly within 12 of that model at the start of that phase can move an extra three inches if they make a move in that phase. Um, so a move in the movement phase is a normal move. Um, I don't know if there's any exemptions around that. A unit cannot benefit from this command ability more than once per movement phase. So, yeah, previously it was stackable, didn't have the last sentence of a unit cannot benefit from this. And again, that sort of comes back to what we were saying about standardizing and, um, you know, stacking. Um, no one likes playing against Gavriel Shawhart no. and his plus three inches to charge, and I can stack it for some reason. I don't know why it hasn't changed. So I never really got into that army because like it seemed dumb and not really interactive. <laughs> so 
it's just I just thought it was going to change, but yeah, I guess if you want to move fast in phases, bro, play play Stormcast, play Gap. But yeah, it just seemed a bit silly. Just they have the opening line of the War Scroll hasn't changed yet. The War Scroll has changed. They clearly, have changed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know. The, I know the community articles aren't written by the rules guys, um, but shit. I mean, GW do a lot of amazing things, and they have made this game that we have bothered to do a podcast about and spend hours a week talking about amongst ourselves and amongst our friends. Um, so maybe we can let him off with this one, but fuck, that just seems like such an like easy mistake to yeah. pick up on, eh? Like, <laughs> just a fucking hell. Dick move. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. I think that's, I think that's us for once, man. That's yeah, man. relatively quick episode by our standards, which is awesome. So, Listeners, what to expect from us next? Uh, so, as we said, we've got Notorious GT coming up um, in about four weeks' time, or four weekends' time, I should say. Uh, we will likely, our next show will probably be, I haven't talked to Sean about this, so I'm sort of chucking him under the bus, but maybe next week? Yeah, man. I've and got a, I, wanted, I, I don't gonna, know if you've got an idea for a show, but I was going to talk to you afterwards, so I've got a bit of a, a twist, a different sort of show. I guess we just oh, had like twist. a whole a rant show right now, which is kind of different, but just another another different show in the lead up to Notorious. Get a little bit of hype going. Essentially, essentially, all we've done is like had a phone call of mine and yours discussions that would have any given day, and we've recorded it, and then we're going to put it on the internet, and we're going to expect people to listen to it <laughs> and engage with it. Which is like, so fucking egotistical. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> what are we doing? It's ridiculous. Um, I think this is like, you know when that community survey came out? And oh it was like, God, here, answer, answer this massive community survey. And I sort of looked at it and I was like, to be honest, I'd rather get on the podcast and speak my opinion there than send in a form to... What may or may not be seen, like, so ch- Chuck Morant on the podcast. Yep, yep. Um, I did the survey. I don't know how much change it's going to make because I'm probably like a minority, in all honesty, of opinions, um, especially because I've talked a lot about our local scene and what could be improved in New Zealand um, specifically. So I don't know how many people from New Zealand are doing it, but. Anyway, it's good that they're giving us the opportunity to, or giving us a, um, a process or a method to give them feedback. But fuck being the guys that have to read those. <laughs> In all honesty, you probably want to shoot yourself after 20 of them. They'll be, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, what I was wanting to, yeah, yeah. What I was wanting to do is, um, maybe a little bit of show on people who are coming to the tournaments for their first time. And because we do have quite a few new people coming to Notorious who have messaged me and have been awesome and just said like, hey, I haven't played a whole lot. I haven't been to a tournament. I really want to come for social reasons, for paint reasons, to meet people, to play games, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, is that okay? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, you, that's, you, that's know, the you shit. haven't done something until you do yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and that's sort of the point is to bring people together. So maybe, I don't know, we'll see what your funky ideas off off yeah man i think it'll it'll fit in it'll fit in just nicely yeah and we're gonna do a doom and darkness 
uh, pre-hype list show as well. Oh man, I'm so keen for which, that. Um, which <laughs> I, was, I was keen to do when I was talking to him about it, but the more and more that people sign up, I'm just like, fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't want to... T- it's like more people come to the tournament, but is this another list I'm going to have to talk about, which I'm not going to know any fucking thing about? <laughs> so, um, that'll be interesting. In my element, love it. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'll just let you and do him talk about shit. That'd be awesome. Anyway, that's just probably our worst show ever, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the most unstructured <laughs> show ever. Yeah, yeah. If you want to leave us feedback, that's awesome. If you don't, that's fine. Don't give a fuck. Um, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at OSSean89. Uh, Tubbs is... AOS Tubbs. AOS Tubbs. Yeah. Um, but I think we did touch on some decent topics to possibly talk about and maybe generate some conversation around. Yeah. You know, modified standardization, war scrolls, et cetera, et cetera, rate of releases. And what I'm really excited to see what this new general sample is going to bring um i have no idea as, as to when it's coming out traditionally i think it's sort of like july august maybe i don't know looking for sean to reaffirm what a pass hot pass <laughs> yeah yeah i've i want to start a new army but i'm at that point where i just don't want to touch anything until the ghb comes out mm-hmm. because i don't want to start sinking money into an army and have it sort of nullified um what about fucking gets or, man it's gonna happen Gets it done. Nah, instructions. No, they're fucking awesome. I want, I want elves, but I want like traditional elves. You like want the fairy? F- bad, it, nothing's badass about them. They got wings and yeah. I'll take I'll take <laughs> angelic fairy angel elves, or I will take edge lord shadow fringe emo elves. I'll take emo those, bro. I'm big Malika fan. I'm in them. And I'm a good guy player, so fucking bring it on. Anyway, shut the fuck up. We'll get back to you guys soon enough. Bye. I don't take no fucking Percocets. Molly Percocets. No ecstasy, promethazine, no lean, no purple mess. No dirty Sprite, but bitch, I got that Kyrie Irving step. If you don't think that I'm the shit, it's just because you ain't heard me yet. I'm about to put my mask on. My mask on. Stick all these industry niggas up into the cash gun. I know you have for the moment, but that shit don't last long. I know you wasn't expecting this shit, but you asked for it. I'm about to grab niggas by the throat. I'm about to crash Lil Yachty boat. I'm about to drag niggas by the coat. Take out your trash, sit it by the door. Shit, I got the mask on me, I'm about to go. I hate when niggas act funny when I'm alone. I try to give that to me, get tip their hat, tell me in their act gully when they at home. Yeah, I don't do Xannies or Miley's. Don't come near me with problems. And don't you compare me to logic. Go listen to Sriracha. Yeah, that's a man that around her. And that's a band to a Honda. Yeah, that's a dance with the devil. And I ain't dancing behind you. My nigga, I'm a motherfucking entity. You don't get it even Landlords gotta pay rent to me. Gingerbread man, fuckers ain't catching me. Sick as hell, nigga, sick of nigga pressing me. Go to church, I testify. Pray to God, I bless the beat. Kanye said, touch the sky. Future might come for me, but I'm a fucking beast. And if I die, that sucks for me. But with a crown, I'm a killer kid. I bet a lot of haters won't feel the same. I got the ground, I built the ring. I cut the cow, I milk the game, nigga. I should cut a hole in the sky, make you feel the rain, nigga. Feel the pain, nigga. A lot of rap niggas get nervous when they hear my name, nigga. I'm the sand, nigga. Back when you was watching Leave It to Beaver, I was crushing on Tila's tequila. I was swagging at Adidas and Felix. Fucking divas calling Venus. Serena, saw my deal and told him Jesus to beat it. Hope he didn't think I needed you neither. Take him back and tell him I didn't mean it. Cause my uncle said it's cheaper to keep it a mask off.
far, running the back door, blast y'all, hats off, fuck is you mad for, I catch y'all, smash y'all, don't mean to laugh for, but all you funny to me, none of you niggas have for, you think you're coming for me, but you never could last long, you don't mean nothing to me, and I come up some shit that I make you niggas do, 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 do. like that mumble rap shit, <laughs> yeah. mask off, running the back door, blast y'all, hats off, fuck is you mad for, I catch y'all, smash y'all, don't mean to laugh for, but all you funny to me, none of you niggas have for, you run and coming for me, but you never could last long, you don't mean nothing to me, and I come up some shit that I make you niggas bumping to me with a couple of weapons, and be afraid to get a pop, and now they're and dipping, I mean, what's up with you, mama, niggas You a lie. I don't cuff no hoes, you can have my bitch. True. I don't even mind. No. It seems like all these hoes wanna do is switch up. Yeah. They'd rather be a guy. Nah. She can suck my dick every day for a living. And that'd be a job. Yeah. yeah. I said candy paint in your fucking rims. Yeah, 38 in your fucking bins. I was broke as fuck. Had a couple friends, a refrigerator, and a cup of gin. Let's drink it up. Me and you, cause these niggas fake and I see it too. And they try to get me to pop Percocets and Molly. And I said, I don't take no fucking Percocets. No. Molly Percocets. No ecstasy, promethazine, no lean, no purple mess. No dirty sprite, but bitch, I got that Kyrie Irving step. If you don't think that I'm the shit, it's just cause you ain't heard me yet. I'm about to put my mask on. My mask on. Stick all these industry niggas up until they cash gone. I know you hot for the moment, but that shit don't last long. I know you wasn't expecting this shit, but you asked for it. Now I got my mask off, running the back door. Blast y'all, hats off, fuck is you mad for? I catch y'all, smash y'all, don't mean to laugh hard. But are you funny to me? None of you niggas have hard. You think you're coming for me, but you never could last long. You don't mean nothing to me, and I come with some shit. Wow. Yeah, whoa, whoa, mask off, running the back door, bless y'all, hats off, fuck is you mad for, I catch y'all, smash y'all, don't mean to laugh for, but are you funny to me, none of you niggas have for, you think you coming for me, but you never could last long, you don't mean nothing to me, and I come with some shit that I make you niggas bumping to me with a couple of weapons, I'll be afraid to get a pop and that a and dip it, I mean what's up with you mumble niggas who never say nothing, about to make all of you fuckers go to bed in the oven, I go to sleep with the devil, I wake up next to your mother and you ain't telling me nothing, I mean I'm very disgusted, I mean I'm ready to bust it, I'll put an end to you fucking it, what's what, how many CDs get a wood truck truck, if you chucked it at every single nigga that suck, what the fuck, 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 fuck.